And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. If you're watching me live on YouTube or Facebook, I thank you for staying with me. If you're listening on an audio platform, I thank you for downloading part two. And as you can see, if you're if you're watching me live, I already have up a a uh, a, a chat a a question or not a question a, a comment a, an emphatic comment from Deb Camacho who, who's joining us from Facebook and she says never give up and that's kind of my point of the part two of the show and kind of the point of the title of the show as this might be the Steelers last chance of remaining relevant for the 2021 season this week four game against the Packers at Lambeau Field at 425. Uh, a couple weeks ago it had the, it had the look of a game that could be a really just like a five your typical five star matchup which we've seen a lot from these two teams over the last decade plus going back to 09. I mean these every time these two teams get together it's a really exciting game even when even when Aaron Rodgers isn't playing I think he's missed a couple of the games. I think he missed in 2013. He missed in 2017, but they've all been, they've still been great games. So that's the kind of, that's what it looked like it would be heading into uh, or coming out of week one. It looked like it was going to be another one of these kind of games, but now with the offense again, being so hard to watch and, and so uh, just, just seemingly, seemingly impossible to fix. It, it, it makes you wonder if this is going to be a laugher in, in Green Bay's favor. But I think the Steelers are going to play a spirited game uh, this week. I really do. I think, I mean, and I, you know, full disclosure, uh, Chris Muller of 93.7, the fan, brought up this point that I really hadn't considered. Uh, he was talking about it earlier in the week. Uh, this might be this game, banned against uh, Aaron Rodgers, this might be the, a game that really motivates Roethlisberger to show people that, look, I'm not done yet. Everybody's counting me out, um, but I'm not done yet. I'm still uh, one of the one of the great quarterbacks of, of, of the day, and I'm going to show you. And Aaron Rodgers is only a, a year younger than me, even though it doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 10 years younger. Um, and I'm going to really put on a show for you. I forget how the saying goes. I, I'm not as great as I, as I used to be, but uh, sometimes I can be great. I can't, I, I forget how it goes. Maybe you guys can help me in the live chat. I'm, I'm never as consistently as good as I used to be, but I can be as good, good as I ever was once. So I think that's how it goes. So maybe Ben has one of those games in him this week, hopefully. Um, of course, a lot's, a lot's going to have to, um, you know, the, the, the offensive line is going to have to come through for him too. Obviously he can't be, taking the same kind of shots this week as he, as he took the first uh, three weeks. Uh, I think what he's been hit more than any quarterback in the, in the league. I think he's been hit, what, I want to say 30-some uh, times through three games, something like that. It, it, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's on pace for some um, – to take uh, uh, over 100 hits this year. I, I don't know how he's going to survive that. So the Lions going to have to – Show some improvement uh, on Sunday. Let's just say that. And on that note, uh, Shuk Sakura for I think he's listed this out officially with a concussion. So I'm guessing Joe Haig will be playing uh, right tackle. So I mean, at least he's a veteran. I don't I don't know if he's much better than Shuk's, 
but he is a veteran and and uh he played um i think most of the last game after shooks went out with the uh, concussion so uh he's already gonna uh, hey going into week four is already gonna show us how valuable he was as a free agent pickup in the offseason so let's hope he can uh he can hold the fort there and qu- quite honestly i mean i don't know how you know he, he can do much worse than shooks no offense to him over the first three games <clears throat> excuse me but there's also i mean i, I would start looking for guys like uh, bj finney and and even jc has an hour to to get some time if, if this if this doesn't improve i mean he can't roethlisberger can't keep uh getting hit seven eight nine ten times every game he's just not going to last and this line this running game can't continue to be non-existent each and every week so you know uh, somebody like finney uh, he might uh get a chance to show everybody that hey look i'm i'm I, last year was just an anomaly i'm actually a pretty dependable uh player when you throw me in there when you plug me in even if it's just for a game or two i can i can do the job at center or guard and of course has an hour uh word out of camp and, and preseason was that he improved he improved over what he showed at the end of last year when he had to fill in so much for for Pouncey. And, you know, that's where, you know, exposure and experience comes into play. When, the more experience you get, sometimes you can learn from that and, 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 and get better. So maybe look for those guys to, to start getting shots um, in these games. If, if this line doesn't improve, I'm still excited about Kendrick green as the center, but you know, let's face it. He's, he's, he's uh you know, He's having his problems, especially when it comes to being pushed back into Roethlisberger's face. Excuse me. He's one heck of an athlete. You see it in those rare occasions when, when uh, there's something good developing downfield with with, usually with Harris uh, and you see, you see players like green uh, leading the way. I mean, he's so athletic. He's so just, he's Marquise Pouncey 10 years ago. That's, that's, that's how Pouncey used to really look in his payday. But when it comes to when it comes to you know straight up blocking, he, he's 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 got a lot of improvement to do. So that might you know when, when when you're trying to salvage your season, you know you have to decide between all right, do we have to do we keep these rookies in here and uh, let them take their lumps, or do we make a change even if it's just for now, so we can maybe try to improve things in the moment and 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 you know, get this offense on track and win some games. And the way the Steelers usually operate is they want to win. They always want to be competitive. They always want to, uh, to be in it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we uh, saw those guys in there to repeat myself. As far as um, the Packers and what the Steelers defense has to do, you know, TJ Watt is, again, he's, he's expected to play. And so is uh, Alex Highsmith. Uh, they both participated fully on if I, did I mention that in the first half of the show? If I didn't, they are both expected to play on Sunday. In fact, Watt said he was good to go. So that's a big step. Getting your two starting outside linebackers, especially Watt, arguably the greatest uh, uh, defensive player in the NFL right now, getting him in there. I mean, as I wrote about on, I guess it was Wednesday, he's the new uh face of the franchise he's the new uh you know most indispensable player on the team i think i think it's been shown over over the last uh six quarters uh since he went out that defense looks totally different it looks 
you know, not horrible, but not the lethal dominant force that, that it was over the first uh, six quarters of the 2021 campaign. So getting those two guys in there, getting them back in there, I think that'll, that'll uh, uh, mean a lot for this defense because the calling card of this defense has been for going back to 2017, getting after the quarterback, sacking the quarterback, harassing the quarterback, placing pressure on the quarterback just about every time he drops back to, to pass. And, and, you know, speaking of shaky offensive lines, the Packers line isn't so great. They had a, they had sort of had to rebuild it this off season and it's certainly not a finished product yet. They've given up six sacks in three games. So, I mean, it's not a, I guess not a, an alarming amount, but you know, it's, it's a lot of sacks. Actually, I take that back. Cause that's what, that'd be like 32 sacks, which isn't actually not, not a lot for Aaron Rodgers. He He's usually, taking 40 50 sacks a year so but still it's not a great line so this might be one area where the Steelers can, can kind of take control of this game like they like you know they've done in the recent past and that's dominate the line of scrimmage on defense and uh maybe create some opportunities for the offense with a with a uh, strip sack or interception we'll see i mean the packers you know aaron Rodgers is fantastic he was he's the reigning nl nl nfl mvp and he looks, as I said earlier, he looks uh, way younger than Roethlisberger does, even though they're only a year apart. And he's still playing at a really high level. But overall, the team has looked shaky through three games. They're two and one right now, but they got their doors blown off in week one against the Saints, 38-3. They struggled a bit against the, the Lions in week two. And, and they it took a uh, really a great a great drive by by uh, Rodgers at the end of uh, Sunday night's game against the 49ers. And they, Mason Crosby, what was a 51-yard field goal or 49-yard field goal? As time expired, uh, that's, they, 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 they had to come from behind at the very end to win that game. So they could very easily be one and two. So I'm not saying they're, they're, they're unbeatable because they're not. I don't think Green Bay is unbeatable. I'm, I'm not even sure if they're, they're – uh, in the same league as the Cowboys, right? And the Cowboys seem you know, seem to be a better team than, than the Packers, and but and, and, the, and of course the Buccaneers and the Rams. I think they're all better than the Packers right now. But with the Steelers' problems on offense, it, it's 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 hard to imagine them uh, really beating anybody. I mean, it's just how you know when when you're when you're always on the defense, when you're always you know ha- having to play uh defensively it's hard to imagine you beating anybody you know because like i said last week everything has to be perfect on the defensive side of the ball in order for you to win it's like a it's like a a a pitcher that always loses two to one every week if he gives up a if he has a bad uh inning then then he's done you know because the offense isn't capable of uh of uh producing so that's why it's hard to envision uh but who knows maybe they'll maybe they'll uh come up with something they have to come up with something different on offense this week there's there's whatever it takes that's what i say if it if it requires uh maybe putting the offense back in ben's hands for a little bit letting him do what he's comfortable with then maybe that's what they have to do for now because he's probably not going to be back next year and if you're bringing canada back then he's, he's gonna more than likely uh, have a quarterback that's that's more capable of running what he wants to run so if it has to be more of like a 50-50 split between him and 
Canada or maybe even more than that in favor of Roethlisberger in order to get this offense moving. You know, you got to do something. Other, otherwise, as I said earlier, the, the season's just going to go up in flames and yeah, maybe even before the bye. I mean, you know, people are talking about, well, you know, they can beat the, the Seahawks. They could beat the Broncos. I don't know if they could beat anybody right now. That's just how they look. So those are my thoughts. And I will take this time to answer your questions and read your comments. So let's see what you guys have. Devin Logan joins us. And by the way, more people are joining us. Devin Logan. Uh, who else did I miss here? Uh, I saw somebody else. While I was rambling on, gaming with Geo—that's a pretty, pretty cool name. So John C, I think I got John C already. Brad Jewett, Lamont Curry. All right, let's see what you guys have. And Owen David says of my, of my, uh, my crew named the Deaf Squad. That's you guys. You're the Deaf Squad. We need T-shirts. Well, we'll have to I'll have to put in a word with uh, with either Brian Anthony Davis or Jeff Hartman or, or or Dave Schofield, somebody, one of the higher ups that goes up the chain. I'll let them know that we need T-shirts. But you know, it's probably going to come at a cost as far as shipping and handling. Just let you know. And here's one from Steeler Chick Forty Six, and she says, "I saw something today that Ben had been injured twenty-four different places on his body while playing for the Steelers." Well, that is certainly easy to believe when you take into account the the, the pounding he's taken uh, through so much of his career, and and uh, that was one of the reasons why Art the Second said he had to tweak his game about a decade ago, and and he did, and you know, of course, that coincided with the the line getting better and the hiring of Mike Munchak and uh, the hiring of Todd Haley, who was pretty insistent upon him getting rid of the football, but yeah, he's, he's definitely taken a share of, uh, of hits during his career. And he's suffered just about every injury imaginable, except for like a torn ACL knock on wood. So I, I certainly believe that one. Anthony Picano, who also joins us, uh, Welcome, Anthony. The Steelers have no line. They're going to lose. Wow. I have been a Steeler fan since the 1970s. Oh, you certainly have a, uh, you've certainly seen a lot of football. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope you're wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 uh, if they did lose. But I just, uh, I don't know. X Eddie asks, what type of changes for the offense are you predicting, Tony? Um, well, like I said, I, I think it's going to, I think Ben's going to get more, of, uh, of his menu from last year in the, in, in, in the recent years with, uh, with Haley and, and Fickner, something he's more comfortable with something that he can, he can, uh, maybe even the receivers. I mean, they, they, they might be more familiar with that stuff because, you know, they've, uh, they've, uh, played in it too. Uh, the last few years, at least most of them have that. And perhaps, I don't know. Um, I'm no expert on X's and O's and schemes, but I know something that is, that is a uh, slowed Steelers defenses down in the past, or at least back when uh, Dick LeBeau 
uh, was running a three-four zone blitz, and and the opposing offenses would often spread them out. I don't know, maybe that something like that can work. I don't know. I, guys like uh, KT Smith and 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 Michael Beck and and Dave Schofield and of course Jeffrey Benedict. Those guys, those guys that really know their X's and O's, they might be able to answer that. But you know, if you're spreading uh, these, these defenses out to where they can't crowd the line of scrimmage, maybe that's a way to to open up the uh, open up things for the, for the running game. You know, it, it, it certainly worked against the Steelers in the past, and that might make it easier for you to do this, uh, these uh, quick passes. You know, I mean, if, if, if the, if you spread the, I don't know, those are the kind of things. The thing I'm, I'm predicting the most though is, is, is uh, doing things that Ben Roethlisberger is, is more comfortable with, more familiar with. And I just don't see the point in continuing to people keep saying, well, why don't they establish the run? Why don't they try to establish the run? But like I've said on the hangover and even on this show, you know, if, if you're 13, 14, 15 carries into a game and it's the second half and it's a close game and, or you're trailing by a touchdown or two and you haven't established a run yet. I mean, how much more you know, time should you be allotted a, a to, to establish the run clearly uh, what you're doing isn't working. If, if you're 14, 15 carries in, it's not like these, you know, people like to use these, uh, these analogies, like you keep pounding a rock until it breaks, but these are human beings. They're not rocks. They're going to keep, they're going to, you know, if it's a sound defense, they're going to keep stopping the run as long as they, uh, as they, as they stick to their assignment. So I, I don't, I don't, uh, see the point in continuing to run the ball if it's not working and if you need to do something to win a game. So uh, I expect them to, to go back to doing more of what Ben is comfortable with. Brian O'Toole says, so bum, the sack streak ended and to not even hit the quarterback once. Yes, ugh, exactly. That's what I mean. It was it was an anemic defense without the their uh, pass rushers in there, without their linebackers, without a Lou Alou. Uh, you know, you can only lose so many players on your on your uh, one on one side of the ball before before it's an, it shows a, a noticeable noticeable effect uh, difference. You know, uh, you had Jamar Jones in there. You had what was he Tunska, whatever his name was in there. Like, did you ever expect to see those guys? rushing the passer at, you know, maybe Jones eventually, but you know, the, the guy that they ultimately waved him for Tuska. I, I don't know how to say his name, but did you, you know, it was, it was surreal watching that guy rush the passer. I mean, you know, like, I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, obviously it was, it was injury related. That's why they had to do it. But I'm like, man, things are really bad when, when you're hoping that this guy, whoever he is, number, I think he's number 48, when you're hoping that he uh, can make a play for you, for your defense. Wow. You know, so yeah, uh, that again, that's the calling card of their team. The last three or four years, that's the strength of their team uh, is getting after the passer. That's, that's their signature. And if, if they can't do that, then they're not capable of winning many games because uh, that's, you know, where the, uh, the money is on this team now. It's on defense. 
All right. What else we have here? All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to do two things here. I thought I saw a good question. You're not supposed to have too much downtime on, on live radio, Tony. What's wrong with you? And there's another one from Ryan O'Toole, and he asks, I wonder how many pounds Ben has lost from all the recent cardio, you know, from running for his life on Sunday afternoons. He's not even running. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, he could still, he, he has shown the ability to run uh, this year. I mean, I think he moves better than people think. People keep saying he can't move. Well, he moves pretty good for a 39-year-old quarterback who's no, nicknamed Big Ben. It's not like he's a little guy. Uh, but he really hasn't had a chance to run for his life all that much because he keeps because the the protection's been breaking down so fast, or at least he thinks it's going to break down, and, and that's why he's getting rid of the football so fast. And I think that was the problem last year. Actually, I know it was. Everybody knows it was. And I just I think he you know he can still move pretty well, but but at this stage of his career, you know I, I don't think he wants to be the have to be the player that he was when he was 25, 26, 28, even 30 years old, where he was, you know, Terrell Suggs was hanging on his back and, and, uh, Haloti Noda, uh, was breaking his nose and he was, he was still able to, to finish the playoff. You know, I mean, he doesn't want to be that guy anymore and I don't blame him. You know, it's like, uh, like Rocky three when, 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 when Rocky was trying to convince, uh, Mickey to train him one more time for Clever Lang and, and uh, Clever didn't want to do it because he didn't want to. He didn't want Rocky to take any more punishment. And he said, "Hey, look, five years ago, ten years ago, you were supernatural, and, and Apollo Creek just beat you up for fifteen rounds, and you kept you kept fighting back. But then you got domesticated, you got married, and you, you had a kid, and and you lost that eye of the tiger. I'm not saying Ben's lost the eye of the tiger, but maybe he has." When, when it comes to that, I'm not saying he doesn't want to compete, but when it comes to wanting to do the things that he used to do and maybe he doesn't want to do it because he knows he can't do it anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, people uh, want the guy to be in shape and he is in shape, but, but you can only be in, you, you can only do so much at that age to, 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 um, just to, to keep the, uh, the, the essence of, of, of what you, of, of what makes you truly special. And I think we saw in the, in the preseason that there's still all that there, his ability to move around a little bit and, 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 and throw on a run and, and, and even maybe shake off a tackler or two, but he can't be expected to do that every time he drops back to pass. There has to be a point where, uh, you can, you can, uh, form a, a nice pocket for him on, a regular basis and not just, you know, a few times in a game. I mean, it can't, your, your, the pocket can't be, the protection can't be breaking down each, each and every um, uh, time he steps back to, or he drops back to pass. Sean Manahan says of the Steelers possible strategy, spread the field out and motion Najee to take the handoffs. Uh, I mean, that's, that's one option uh you can't do it on every play of course but you know i think you know harris is going to be a, a a special player so the more they can get him involved in the action the better 
and isn't it funny? You know, people spend so much time, and they did this past offseason. They spent so much time um, wondering who was going to be the, the second string back uh, running back, the third string running back. Would they keep three? Would they keep four? And Harris is essentially Le'Veon Bell. He's played in like what 98 of the snaps. He hardly ever comes off the field. And I knew he was going to be that kind of running back. I knew it because, you know, that's just what Mike Tomlin likes to do. You know, the whole running back by committee thing just does not. It just it's not a it's it's not something that Mike Tomlin subscribes to. He never has. And he looks like he never will because he's this deep in in his career. And and it's still a a thing. And if, if ever there was a year where you needed to, to, to get your rookie running back a, a, a few breathers on the sideline and, and, and to protect him from the punishment he's taking it this year because he's, he's Najee Harris is really taking some punishment. We're talking about big Ben and the punishment he's taking Harris. And I know it's the nature of the position. It's the, it's the job description to get pounded every, every game, but man, what a, uh, what a baptism by fire for him. But he looks good. I mean, he looks like he he's he just needs uh, the line to gel or or, or whatever for him to be a, a, an all pro type running back. He looks like he has that kind of talent. So it's hard to argue. I know people want to argue about that. They should have drafted a lineman instead. But it, it, when you when you I get the feeling when when Harris does come into his own and comes into his comes into his prime, he's going to make that. Uh, First round pick seem uh, like like the right one. All right. All right. What else we have here? And Clarence Washington asks, what's going on with uh, Anthony McFarland? That's a good question. Speaking of backup running backs, I'm pretty sure he was in Matt Canada's plans, and he probably still is, but he's, he just can't get on the field. I, I think he's still, on the, what is he, he's still on the IR. I don't know what his injury is. I really don't know. But uh, he's, he's uh, if they were hoping for him to make an impact during his second year, he really didn't do much this rookie year. It looks like it's not going to happen any anytime soon for uh, for good old Anthony McFarlane. Russ Obenstein is here. Uh, Michael O'Malley, Steelers Pittsburgh, Mark Tobin, welcome everybody. And yeah, Mark Tobin asked why hasn't Balaj seen carries, and that's because. Uh, Najee Harris is a, is a three down back. I mean, we, we see how awesome he is catching a football out of the backfield and how, how dangerous he can be and how valuable he can be. And the one touchdown they had against the Raiders was a, a pass to Harris out of the backfield. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's clearly going to be used a lot like Bell as far as a, uh, a dual threat. Uh, the, the only thing that they have to figure out now is, is the way to get him going on the ground and, Obviously, the only way you're really going to do that is is to improve the uh, the, the blocking. Uh, 
Brad Jewett, this is about McFarland's injury. He says they're not allowed to disclose, to disclose McFarland's injury. One of my good friends who plays for the Vikings was in the same boat, and he couldn't tell me what his injury is. Kind of wild. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that's for gambling purposes, I want to say. I, I think that's what it is. They, they, they don't want to influence betting or something like that. Steeler Chick 46 asks, how many games have the Steelers failed to score on the opening drive? Oh, they said it on Sunday. Damn, I can't remember, but it's been it's a lot. It's been a good while since they've done anything on their on their opening drive. You know, again, this has been going on since since the uh the middle of last season, you know, uh, with this offense. And you know, if you look at this team and and, and they're clearly in a in a in a uh, this is a trend. This isn't a, 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 you know, a slump. This is a trend for them. And, and we've seen this before. And I talked about this on Monday. They, they've the last 14 games that they played that have counted since that Tennessee game, when they were seemed like they were really rolling offensively through the first half of that game. Well, since the, the, the Baltimore game right after that, all the way through last week, uh, They've been behind by two scores or more in ten of those fourteen games, and they've actually come back on. They've come back to win some of these games, but I mean, when you're when you're always behind in a game by two or three scores, I mean, to me that's indicative of a mediocre to bad football team, and we saw that in late 2012 through early 2013 when they lost 11 out of 15 games. We saw it a lot late 98 through early 2000 when they lost 18 out of 24 games. Sometimes teams just go through bad cycles and you don't even really notice it that much because it happens over the course of two or three seasons. It, it, it overlaps seasons, but the Steelers are clearly in a, in, in a, a funk right now. Uh, and, and they've lost seven out of their last nine games. So, you know, and, and, and the big, to me, the big reason for that is the offense and the offense has not produced really much at all since you know halfway through last season so that's it's it's one of the reasons why why they're, they're the confidence in them is so low right now it's because that offense can't do anything russ obenstein says i'm gonna have faith they come out of the slump let ben do his thing first few series and get some momentum going he can do it well, there you go. I mean, there's all this talk about the no huddle. Why don't they try more of that? I mean, how different can the no huddle be from Randy Fickner to, to Matt Canada? I mean, it can't be that. I mean, I'm sure the terminology is different, but how much different is it really? You know, they should be able to uh, function a little bit better and a little bit more often out of the no huddle than they have so far this year. When you got an offense struggling like, like they have. I mean, you have to go up tempo, up tempo, no huddle, you know, uh, keep the defense on its toes, prevent the defense from being able to make substitutions, that kind of thing, you know, uh, create situations where, where the defense has, uh, doesn't have the person now on the field that it wants and you can exploit that. So why they haven't tried this at the beginning of games, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's not something you should be trying when you're down by 10 points 
or 14 points late in the game. You should be trying it in the beginning to really uh, be aggressive and, and come out and, and establish your offense and that you're going to be in control of this game. That's what they should be doing each and every week, but maybe they will moving forward. Again, we're only three weeks in. There's still 14 weeks to go, 14 games to go. And, and uh, uh, we knew it was going to be a struggle uh, even before the year started. I didn't know it would be, be this much of a struggle. I, I was optimistic that it would be a lot more exciting on offense. But, you know, I mean, you have to factor in so many different things to it. It's not just, I mean, yeah, the offense is the biggest reason, but who could have uh, foresaw all these injuries for the defense? I mean, when, when you have, you know, it, it was almost like a perfect storm with the offense being as bad as it, it's been and these injuries on defense, you know, so the fact that they're one and two right now and, and licking their wounds maybe isn't much. It's not a shock. That's for sure. But maybe because they're getting healthy again. And I think Chase Claypool might be the only one who may not play of the players that were listed other than Shooks, the major players, I should say. Uh, maybe that, that'll help them uh, get things back on track. So on that note, at the 9.53 mark, or just uh, 9.53 p.m., I should say, it's the 52.56 mark, I will say goodnight and – I hope you guys have a nice weekend, a great weekend. I hope you uh, enjoy the game. I hope it's an enjoyable game. I hope it's an exciting game. And when I say exciting, the Steelers win, of course. And we're all feeling feeling a lot better about things moving forward. Because if they can find a way to win this game, then, you know, I think it changes the uh, it changes the narrative a bit. It changes the outlook. It changes the pr- the perspective of a lot of people, including the players, the coaches, and the fans. So um, if, you, if you would tell me that, all right, you, you lose TJ Watt for a game and a half, you have all these injuries, you, you're you dealing with an anemic offense yet again, and yet you somehow survive all that to start the season two and two, I think I would take it. I don't think anybody would would have – thought that the two wins would come against Buffalo and Green Bay and the two losses would come at home to the Raiders and the Bengals, if that happens, I should say. But I think you would still take that two and two record. So uh, until I talk to you again on Monday, hopefully it's a happy hangover with Brian and Shannon White. I will. I hope you have a great weekend. And until next time, go Steelers. Steelers.